Happy Sunday, everyone. It is Pastor Mike Matthews for Limping for Jesus. So life can leave us limping. We all limp. And the goal here of this ministry, and especially this sermon series, is to teach you how to limp loved. We are all limping, whether it is physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, relational, we all have something in our life that leaves us hurting. And what I want to help you to understand is that God is good even when life tries to tell you he's not. We all have thorns in our life. And today's sermon is called Lessons in Limping Love, How God Uses Thorns, trials, and troubles in our life. So, I, if this is new territory for you, how God uses suffering, I understand that. But you need to understand that as Christians, nothing that touches our life goes past God's attention. Before a single thing touches our life, it first goes through the hands of a loving father. Here's the truth. Here's our first principle. God uses difficulties in our life for his glory and our joy. God uses difficulties in our lives. For his glory and our joy. We are not victims of circumstances. Today's text is 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. We are going to be looking at Paul's limping. So I'm going to enlarge it real quick. So. Here's what Paul writes. So Paul, this comes after Paul is given the vision of heaven. And he talks about how God uses a, a, a thorn in his life. Okay. To keep him humble. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of surpassing greatness of revelations. A thorn was given me in the flesh. A messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of christ then i am content with weaknesses insults hardships persecutions and calamities for when i am weak then i am strong all right there's a lot to unpack here god is the center of all this okay 
this is going to go in the this is going to be counter to what a lot of prosperity churches teach. Following Jesus does not guarantee your healing, does not guarantee you pleasant circumstances. It doesn't do that. But here's Paul, a man who wrote 13 books of the Bible. If anyone should be healed, it's him, right? Of tough circumstances. But here, and I, I want you to get your Bibles out, and I want you to highlight these key verses. For him, this calamity, this hardship, this thorn was given to him to keep him humble, okay? To keep him in touch with God. And here's what God says to him. He prayed three times, Lord, take it away. And, he, and God said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. See, in our limpings, God is glorified in them because when people see us limping for him, they see our life circumstances where we might be granted some grace to complain or be negative about it or to even give up. We don't because we know that God is showing off his glory and his power and who he is in our limpings. We want to be like Paul. He says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. What? For the sake of Christ then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I love the way that the paraphrase, the message puts it. Here's what he said in the message. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride. And with good cheer, these limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks, I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. Friends, that covers all life. You might not have a physical disability, but you have experienced those type of limitations. You have experienced things that cut you down to size. You have experienced abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks. I just let Christ take over. See, this passage is often debated by, by Christians, but they miss the point. They say, well, Paul's thorn was a person inside the church that was criticizing him and trying to take away his credibility. Yeah, he did experience that. 
Some people say it was a physical ailment that he had his whole life. That and then they argue about that. Paul definitely had a physical ailment. Uh, in Colossians, it says he had eye issues, and this man was in constant pain his whole life, plus being in prison. So he had bad breaks. But that's not, they're, they're arguing over what the thorn is, but they're not seeing the point of the thorn and the point of the trials and the point of limitations. It's to meet God. God meets us in those limitations. When God put this dream of my ministry when I came to Christ at 19, Prior to that, all I've ever heard was bullcrap about Christ and religion and that I needed to be more, I needed to have more faith to be healed. I, I, I even, I, I shared this countless times because it is important to know when I was eight years old, when I was eight years old, two things happened to me. One, I was at a faith healing service and, and a faith healer promised to heal this crippled kid from a crippled demon. I don't know what demon got that job title. He that he he must have been late to Satan's job assignments. There's no such thing as a crippled demon, by the way. Well, anyways, this faith healer promised to heal this crippled boy. All service. I'm gonna heal him. I'm gonna heal him. She brought me up on stage. Hit me in my head like Benny Hinn does. I didn't go down because palsy don't crack. She tripped me. I get back up. I still have CP. She yells out, I healed him spiritually. What? Did I miss the fine print on that prayer? Because that's not what she promised for 45 minutes. And then, not that long after that, I attended the church with friends of my family. And in Sunday school, the Sunday school teacher propped me up on a table and used me as a warning to the other kids that if I sinned, I could be, they could become like, if they sinned, they could become like me. And she said that God didn't love me yet because I did not have faith enough to be healed. I don't have the time to unpack the, the the false theology there, but what I can do is tell you the personal impact it had on me. So from eight years old to about 17, I wanted nothing to do with God. I was hurt. I, I was rejected. I had all these father wounds from not having a biological father. And now some Yahoo who volunteered to be a Sunday school teacher at a whack church told me that this heavenly father rejected me too. However, God is good. So at 18 years old, 19 years old, he led me to read this passage. And in this passage, in my cerebral palsy, Christ met me. And I realized that able-bodied people and people with disabilities are in the same boat. That we need forgiveness. 
we need our sins taken away by the Messiah. And that then the Messiah saves you, not only from hell, but from self-destruction, from uh, wandering a pointless life. He saves you and gives you a new mission. And I learned that my cerebral palsy is a, is a platform to show off divine glory. The weaker the vessel, the greater glory he gets. So starting at 19, I started on this journey with Jesus. He calls me into ministry at 23 years old. And then I never looked back. And, and I tried to give this message to everyone I talked to. That that God uses difficulties in our life for His glory and our joy. Our joy, our joy grows knowing that when we live for Him, it's not by accident. We are limping for Jesus, hence the name of the ministry. It's for His glory, and our joy comes up because suffering weans us. From pride, ego, uh, religious uh, credibility, suffering suffering makes us meet with Jesus. So my limping led me to the cross. I had nowhere else to go but to my knees. I was so hurt and angry. I had a chip on my shoulder about being a kid with CP, about not having a biological father. And then Jesus met me. He met me in my pain. He met me in my limping. And then he showed me the purpose of my limping. When I was born in 1981 with CP, God knew what he was doing. The doctors told my family, this boy will never read, never write, never walk, never talk. He won't do much with his life. But to this day, I am a husband, a father, and a pastor. I've been in ministry for over 20 years, guys. This is all God. When I went to, when when I went back to my, when I went back to college to get a, a theology degree, because I wanted to be a better pastor, I was in active ministry, and God led me back to Bible college. I was the only one selected from our program to join an honor society and I remember when they called me to join this uh, honor society I remember the voice of a, a woman in my youth that when I was in high school her mission was to prove I didn't belong with the so called normal kids and that I was retarded she spent six years of her life trying to get me in special education. And now, fast forward, here's God defending and lifting me up to make much of him. The only one that was in my class that got this recognition. And I gave God all the glory. Here I come, limping up in my college gown, all these college-age kids. And here's this 30-some-year-old man limping up on stage to receive this award 
what? This man that doctors and teachers and adults said that he would never amount to anything. And here's God showing off in him. That's amazing. Johnny Erickson Tata. If you don't know her, you better look into her ministry. She is a Christian evangelist writer. She has a worldwide uh, ministry called Johnny and Friends. Her her whole ministry is about uh, um, empowering the gospel inside the disability community. She has done more from a wheelchair than most men with able-bodied legs will ever do. In 1967, she was 17 years old. She drove in the Chesapeake Bay after misjudging the shallowness of the water. She she fractured. She had a fracture between the fourth and fifth cervical vertebrae and became a quad quadriplegic. Paralyzed from the shoulders down. Here's what she says about suffering. The greatest good suffering can do for me is increase my capacity for God. I first learned of Johnny Erickson taught it um, in my early, early 20s. I was grateful that God put these people in my purview who were limping for Jesus who were suffering for Jesus in real ways. And I was grateful because when people would try to tell me that something was wrong with my walk because I had a disability, I had real-life examples of God using people like Johnny to glorify his name. Uh, Johnny, one of the ministries she does is called Wills for the World. She gives... People, not only the gospel, meaning their spiritual needs, but she goes into third world countries and gives them practical wheelchairs that they can use that won't break down. Um, it's made from material that that is easily manageable in any type of setting. That is amazing. Listen, if, she, if that accident never happened, wheels for the world doesn't happen. All those thousands and thousands and millions of disabled people in third world countries, not only do they not experience the love of Christ, but they don't have a mobility device. But in Johnny's limping, Jesus was at work. So, I ask you, how are you limping today? Where is your thorn? What is your trial? What is your trouble? Limitations that cut me down to size. Abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks. I just let Christ take over. So the weaker I get, the stronger I become. Limping comes to us all, friends. It takes many forms. Different limpings. Same God. Same glory. And then Romans 8.28 from the NLT said this. 
And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called to according to his purpose for them. God uses limitations to work together for the good of those who love God. God uses things that cut you down to size. God uses abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks to, to make it all work for the good of those who love God. Everything. We are not victims of our circumstances. God uses difficulties in our lives for his glory and our joy. I hope that today's message has encouraged you. I hope that you will join me on this journey every Sunday as we look at God's word about how we can limp for Jesus. And I hope that you join me and my wife Sarah during the week for our podcast. Uh, Every Thursday we have Bible Boot Camp where we look at a book of the Bible. And we give you the ins and outs of that book to help you in your Bible study. And on Wednesday nights, I do we I do uh, a more in-depth study here on Limping for Jesus to help you in your faith. We are all limping in some way. Don't waste your limpings. Limp loved. God bless everyone and have a great rest of your week. Know that Jesus is with you. He loves you. And that your your limpings are not by accident. They're for his glory.